0: self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world wrestling is still real to him and he is here to keep good wrestling alive he is the host of snug wrestling podcast the one the only edgar avila what is going on everyone welcome back to snug wrestling with me your host edgar avila please be sure to hit me up on all my social medias at snug wrestling it is that time again folks it's that time to talk about what everyone has been talking about the biggest wrestling show in history AEW all in at the Wembley we're gonna be going over that and all the craziness and all the shenanigans that went down in London England this past weekend but first let's get into some news CM Punk and Jungle Boy, they got into an altercation. The drama continues in AEW and in the locker room. And this time, it seemed like this goes back to a few weeks ago when Jungle Boy was trying to do something in collision that involved some real glass. And it was reported that CM Punk didn't allow it. That, of course, didn't sit right with Jungle Boy. And it caused some tension between the two wrestlers and picked up backstage at All In. It was reported that Jungle Boy and CM Punk Punk had a little run in where jungle boy stepped up to cm punk and there's been different stories going around that cm punk choked jungle boy that cm punk punched jungle boy got him in a headlock who knows what really happened but both cm punk and jungle boy were suspended for aw until further notice neither of these two are going to be at all out next week which is not good especially for aw cm punk is one of your biggest draws in the company and to not have them at All Out in your next pay-per-view. I don't know. I don't know if that's a very smart choice. It was also said that CM Punk threatened to quit AEW and there's so much drama going on. A lot more people seem to be talking about that instead of the actual wrestling show, unfortunately. But in other news, AEW is gonna be in London again next year, 2024, for All In, it was reported, during this show. And also, Tony Khan did the announcement after the pay per view to the live audience there in London, which got a nice reaction, but is AEW are they going to be able to do the same numbers that they did this year, which was over eighty one thousand fans? Is it possible to reach that amount of people again and to get that many people to attend the show? At this point, I wouldn't put it past AEW if they are able to make this a consistent thing. I predicted AEW was going to do forty thousand people this year at the Wembley and they doubled my prediction and people in London they seem to love AEW so I definitely think AEW can pull this off again next year the issue that I'm having is understanding how is it possible that AEW can draw 81,000 people in Europe in London in the United Kingdom but over here in the United States the usual crowd attendance at their tv tapings are three four thousand people so I'm not sure how that works out but AEW is doing great numbers overseas but all this talk about Wembley all this talk about the drama backstage and the numbers let's get into the wrestling matches Up first, we had Samoa Joe, the Ring of Honor TV champion versus the real AEW champion, CM Punk, for the opening match. Samoa Joe at the beginning of this match is all over CM Punk, and CM Punk gets busted open in a spot outside of the ring where Samoa Joe slams CM Punk against one of the tables located ringside. And this is the first match, and there's already blood being drawn here. I wasn't expecting to see blood in the first match, especially in a match involving Samoa joe and cm punk at least is being done in a big event like all in in front of 81,000 people so for this it makes sense and at least is not being done on a wednesday night on everyday tv show like other people do so this was a great opening match and a great way to start off the biggest show the biggest wrestling show at the wembley and cm punk gets the w after a great match up next was a six man tag match to keshka jay white and juice robinson the bullet club gold versus kenny omega hangman adam page and kota ibushi the golden elite and this was in my opinion a very very cold six-man tag that got put together very last minute and what do i mean by a cold match a cold match is there's not really a build-up there's not really a, a reason to have this match why was jay and juice robinson teamed up with Takeshka? there's just so many questions here it just got thrown together last minute but but this match is for the hardcore AEW fans it's so the fans out there at the Wembley the 81,000 fans that paid to see this show they get to see Takeshka they get to see Kenny Omega and Hangman and they get to say I got to see Kenny and Koda and Hangman team up at the Wembley because it looks cool on paper you have someone from Japan like Kota Ibushi you have Hangman and Kenny and it's just every AEW fan. dream. Other than that, I didn't really understand the point of this match, but the fans seemed to really be into this. Takeshka and the Golden Elite, they ended up winning with a roll-up after all the moves that these guys did to each other. After the length of this wrestling match, the finish was a roll-up and the heels won this match. Up next, the Young Bucks versus FTR. FTR, they pay homage to the late Brody Lee and Bray Wyatt. They were wearing armbands with their names on it and one of things I did like about this show is AEW did not shy away from naming Bray Wyatt paying homage to him even though Bray Wyatt is from the other company WWE that didn't matter to them so I thought that was pretty fucking cool and they allowed their talent to do the same as well and that's one thing I am going to say that's good about AEW because if the roles were switched I don't think WWE would allow that there was a lot of false finishes in this match FTR hit the bucks with their finish the bte and then hit them with their own finisher but that wasn't the finish there was fight forever chance and i thought at this rate if they keep doing these false finishes these guys are gonna fight forever they did everything and anything that they could to each other in this match but i wasn't sure what is it going to take to get a winner from here these guys would just not give it up i've never seen so many false finishes in my life ftr they ended up retaining as they should and this was a great match FTR surprisingly went over the Young Bucks. I did not expect the Young Bucks to do the job for FTR, but they did. FTR retained the AEW Tag Team Champions, and now they can say they're one of the greatest tag teams in the world after defeating the Young Bucks. The Stadium Stampede match, and this is where shit got crazy. The match started off insane as we all expected because that's what this match is for. It's for chaos, it's for madness, and a lot of shit went wrong in this match and I still have that image of my head of Penta stabbing John Moxley in the head with those skewers that was a what the fuck moment for me I couldn't believe what I was seeing I literally cringed and I thought that was the most ridiculous thing ever I was just I, I know John Moxley he's done this before but I didn't see how he did it the first time this is my first time seeing it and I was just thinking like what the fuck that's literally the only thing that I can say to this but this whole match was insane Everyone in this match was bleeding, including Moxley, especially Moxley. There was refs out there during this match, but what's the point of even having referees out there? These guys are just trying to kill each other. There's no rules. And I think I even saw someone take out some Legos that were taking bumps on the Legos. And out of everyone in this match, Orange Cassidy, he ends up getting the pin for his team. So Orange Cassidy, the best friends, Penta, and Eddie Kingston end up winning this match. The four-way women's match. Tony Storm, Soraya, the AEW women's champion, Hikaru Shi, and DMD Doctor Britt Breaker. They're having a four-way match for the AEW Women's Championship, and this match was actually really good. I think this was one of my favorite matches because Tony Storm. She's really great. I thought Tony Storm was going to win this match. Out of all of those women out there, Tony Storm to me is the best one out of all of them. In-ring skills, the promos, the attitude, the ego, everything about Tony Storm really stands out. Soraya and Tony Storm. They go into this match as faction partners as friends and they're working together but that changes very quickly throughout this match the spot with saraya's mom was amazing i popped for that so big because tony storm was getting some heat on dr Britt baker asked saraya's mom to hold dr Britt baker for tony storm so tony storm can hit dr Britt baker moves out of the way last minute and tony storm accidentally hits saraya's mom saraya's mom sees that and she obviously Is not happy about that And that's when shit hits the fan For Soraya and Tony Storm They start going at it And oh hell breaks loose Ruby Soho comes out And it's just chaos But that was a really entertaining Spot in the match And I really enjoyed seeing that Soraya she ended up getting the win Just like I predicted Soraya used the spray paint Or at least that's what the announcers called it But it didn't really look like any colored paint It might have just been some type of spray Soraya who's the heel cheated to win this match she became the new AEW Women's Champion and the people in the arena popped for Soraya because it is her hometown I predicted that Soraya was going to win this match because they are in London but Soraya is the heel she had to cheat to become champion and the people cheered the heel for this so it wasn't a heat spot it wasn't anything that got any booze or anything the people were happy to see Soraya who's been the biggest heel in the women's division cheat to win this title and it got a huge pop so saraya is a new champion it doesn't look like the outcasts are a thing anymore but we'll see what happens there but overall it was a really interesting match swerving christian versus darby and sting in a coffin match i like all of these guys most of these guys are really good but this was another no disqualification craziness all over the place match and sting 60 plus years old sting he's out there doing all kinds of crazy bumps and i was legitimately worried for this guy this guy is almost a senior citizen over there going through tables and body slamming people on coffins and using weapons and doing all kinds of stuff but luckily nothing too bad happened darby allen and sting they ended up winning this match another one of my predictions that i got correct so i'm getting a lot of these right jericho chris jericho versus will Ospreay was up next and finally we get a wrestler match in the ring with rules and no one's doing anything crazy or using weapons or trying to kill each other. Don Callis He's the heel manager, and he's managing Osprey. but people are mostly cheering for Osprey, who has the heel manager. As I'm thinking about this, I see Sammy Guevara hit Osprey behind the Rev's back with the baseball bat to the head. So Chris Jericho, who's supposed to be the babyface now supposedly, his partner Sammy Guevara is trying to cheat, and he's using a baseball bat here. So this whole thing with the babyfaces and the heels, it's completely thrown out of the window. I have no idea what's going on. The audience in the arena, they're cheering for the heels. I don't know if Chris Jericho's supposed to be a babyface now because he's cheating. Will Ospreay, his manager, is a heel manager. It's just a whole lot of things that aren't really making sense but the match itself was really good and Will Ospreay he ended up winning this match and Ospreay he's in a good run he's defeated Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho in the past two months and hopefully we get to see Will Ospreay and AEW again really soon. The House of Black versus the Acclaim the Trios Championship the House of Black they do a nice little homage to the late Bray Wyatt when they come out they have a lantern and they leave it out there on the ramp and it was a nice little touch the wild card that the acclaim selected for this match is a no holds barred match so we get another no disqualification no rules anything goes and we get new trios champions the acclaim get gold again but this time it's the trios champion along with Badass Billy Gunn and 81,000 fans are having a scissor party in London at the Wembley Stadium. Man, I can't believe how over the acclaim have been and how over they are even across the pond. So that was really cool to see. I'm glad we get new trios champions and we get to see Billy Gunn, Mr. Badass himself, carry some gold again in his career. And the main event, MJF versus Adam Cole. Man, I completely forgot that they were in a different time zone and i I missed the zero hour. I woke up around 9 a.m. and I'm going through my phone and people are already posting about all in and I'm like, what the fuck? I thought this was gonna start at five PM like all the other pay-per-views usually start, but no, I was wrong. By the time I bought the damn thing, I entered my card info. It was already time to start the main show and I missed the zero hour, or else I would have done a review about that one as well. But I saw that MJF and Adam Cole coming out with the Ring of Honor championship, so they ended up winning over the Aussie Open during Zero Hour, and I missed a whole bunch of stuff. I saw Miro was out there with Willie Hobbs and all kinds of stuff. The Big Show was out there. I'm sorry, Paul White was out there. So I didn't get to see the Zero Hour. It looked really good. If you guys want to tell me what I missed, I'll be happy to hear it at Snug Wrestling. But I did get to see this main event, and this started off as a friendly competition. They were both wearing their tag team shirts. They were shaking hands. They were having fun out there until mjf started to play dirty mjf started using the eye rakes and i'm like oh here we go and it begins and there's they started to get dirty with each other and i love it (laughs) hold on hold on pause 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 you know what i mean Adam Cole, he also started doing some heel shit in the ring, doing brain busters on the steel steps. And I'm like, holy shit, these guys are really going in on each other. This isn't a friendly competition anymore. This is a fight. This is a match. And they're starting to get serious. MJF, he was gonna hit Adam Cole with the tombstone on the table, but he couldn't do it. He drops Adam Cole and he walks away for a second, giving Adam Cole time to recover. And then Adam Cole gets MJF in tombstone position on the same table but Adam Cole actually does hit the tombstone on MJF something that MJF couldn't do MJF and Adam Cole they end up hitting each other with the double clothesline and it's a double pin the match ends in a draw and I'm thinking wow what a fucking roller coaster ride that these two guys have put us through but it doesn't end there Adam Cole asks MJF for five more minutes and MJF says no we're gonna keep going until we have a winner and the place blows up so man this match already it starts off a feel-good moment two friends two best friends having a simple wrestling match they're having some good chain wrestling some good mat work and the people are applauding their athleticism and then they started getting aggressive and then the dramatic finish and they know it doesn't end there they're gonna keep going and i'm like holy shit this is great and again mjf he has the opportunity to cheat he pulls out the dynamite diamond ring it looks like like MJF was about to use it but again he can't do it and then Roderick Strong comes out hits MJF with the low blow MJF is out but there's no referee what the fuck and after all of that MJF beats Adam Cole with the inside cradle MJF retains his championship but it looked like they were having some tension again Adam Cole was going to turn on MJF is he going to do it is he not and I thought this was going to be it I thought okay if something is going to happen between this two it has to happen at the Wembley because this is going to be their biggest show. But no, it didn't happen. And this bromance still continues. It was a really great main event. The rest of the show, man, for this show being the biggest wrestling show of all time, it honestly didn't really feel like it. Yes, there was 81,000 people there. But I don't even think I can say this is AEW's best pay-per-view ever. I don't think I can on- honestly say this has been the best card These have been the best matches. This has probably been the best main event in their pay-per-view, but that's about it. The fact that they were able to get 81,000 people in the arena is still crazy to me. If the matches were announced first and then the tickets were sold, what if they have sold 80,000 tickets? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But AEW, they were able to do it, so more power to them. Let me know what you guys think about this all-in pay-per-view. Hit me up. At Snow. Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk soon.